Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Hello, everybody. How are you guys? I hope you're having a snazzy day. I feel some some positive vibes happening today, and I dig it. So today, we're talking about squad goals, hashtag squad goals. And you may have already listened to episode 22, where we talked about the secret to scaling and growing your team. And that episode really covered how to hire, how to know when to spot holes in your workflow and your processes and in your business, and um, the difference between different types of team members, like employees or independent contractors or whatever. Um, So if you want to get that grasp, you can definitely check out 22. Today, we're talking about kind of the logistics, some negotiations, contracts, like protecting yourself and making sure everyone's like on the same table and love and life. And we're going to give you some kind of inside scoop into how we do this in our own business. So maybe it can help you. Absolutely. So logistics... I feel like a lot of people think hiring needs to be this complicated, convoluted, crazy Mm -hmm. process that takes forever. But in the past, when we've hired the majority of our subcontractors, it's been a very quick process, mostly Mm -hmm. because we we ain't got time for that. Mm -mm, mm -mm. And we don't have time to sit around. We don't have time to dwaddle. And so we you know, kind of put a call out there or in many cases, they came to us and just presented what they had to offer. And it kind of made sense at that time. But we can kind of talk about the two scenarios, either they approach you or you kind of go out into the world. So what that might look like, you decide, you know, in episode 22, you you've discovered you had a hole in your business. And you're like, dang, like, I really need to figure out how to fill this and Mm -hmm. really work on getting someone in the door to cover this aspect of my business. And it may be something as small as getting blog posts up on your website or as big as helping you run full scale Facebook ads and doing videos and all of these things. So To get started, I think you just really need to think about what are you trying to solve? What are you trying to take off your plate and really define what would be their job, their job roles? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think getting really clear on once you've identified the hole and you've identified, okay, I want to do an independent contractor or an employee or an intern, 
then now all of a sudden you've narrowed down your scope of, of if someone reaches out to you or if you are asking for, you know, you're kind of putting up your help wanted ad, you can be very clear on who that person is. So I think it's important to have your kind of checklist of who I want this person to be, how many hours I think I might need them, and what their actual task is going to be. So that way, if you're sifting through emails that people are like, hey, I can take this off your plate for you, or hey, I can play this role in your business, if it doesn't fit that bill, that's an automatic, like maybe they get sent to a folder where you consider them later, or maybe it's just not a right fit right now and you let them know. Or if you're posting your own kind of help wanted ad in your Facebook group or other Facebook groups, you can be very clear about that description so you can kind of weed out people who right off the bat just don't fit it. I think the easiest way we've been able to weed people out is simply by they don't follow instructions. Yeah. (laughs) So I know that sounds goofy and super oversimplified, but if we put something out into the world and we ask them to do something like email us, give us these things, put the subject line as blah, blah, blah. If they don't do what we ask, like that's the first sign that it's not going to work mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. So you are off the Island. You are off. Automatic, automatically voted off. And yep. You know, sometimes that sucks because you're going to get some people in that might look like really awesome candidates, but if they're not following directions off the bat, I really urge you to consider them not even an option for you. Mm -hmm. So after you've maybe gotten your pile of considers, I would highly suggest you hop on a phone call or a Skype call with these people for about 15 or 20 minutes. To me, and I think we touched on this in episode 22, but it's super important for this connection to be made or realize that it's not going to be made right off the bat. And there's no better way to do that than actually speaking to each other. If you can meet in person, even better. But even a step before meeting in person, just hopping on the phone call with them real quick and basically regurgitating like what you said in your help wanted ad or if they reached out to you asking them kind of, okay, what can you provide for me? Letting them know what your needs are and really just having a conversation. I think it's just reestablishing where you both are at at that moment so you can see, are we like literally connecting well? How is the conversation going? Are they bringing ideas to the table or am I having to kind of finish sentences for them? Because both of those things have happened for us. We've hopped on a phone call and we've had people who were just amazing and they would brainstorm with us on the phone call or I've been following you and I really see this hole and I think it could look like this and here's how I can help. And we love team members like that. And we've also been on conversations where it's just been dead silent on the other end and we're just having to kind of like pull out these answers from them and almost giving them ideas on what they could say to us. And right off the bat, then we know that's just not going to be a right fit for our business. Yeah. And sometimes you, you really have to decide, you know, do you want to go ahead and get the person that's like five steps ahead and a bit more expensive Or are you willing to go with someone who may have a little less experience, who's perhaps not a perfect, like, candidate, but their attitude is right Mm -hmm. and their willingness to learn is there? And 
those qualities oftentimes, at least for us, have been huge. And so we've hired contractors specifically. We At this point, we the only employees are Emily and I, so we don't mm-hmm. have any full-time employees. But we have hired contractors straight out of college that are like just getting their business started and they're really just getting their feet wet. And so sometimes they might stumble in a conversation, but their willingness to learn is ginormous. And I think you can smell willingness to learn like through the phone. Oh, yeah. And I think that almost above anything else is one of the best qualities you can look for in someone because they're willing to adjust their process for you. And and strictly speaking, like we've spoken with someone who we needed them to be the pro at what they were trying to do for our business. We didn't want to learn the thing. So we could literally could not handhold them. And if there, if this person was just like too new at what we wanted to hire them for, or we were kind of having to suggest too many strategies that we weren't really familiar with, that specific role couldn't be filled by someone like that. So you just need to be aware about the time and energy you're wanting to spend and the flexibility you want to have with this person. But if you can have flexibility in kind of helping them figure it out and and be a little bit more hands-on, you'll be rewarded with usually a less expensive rate or package and honestly get exactly what you are looking for tweaked down to the T because you are kind of defining what that looks like. Yes. So now you're super excited. You've put out there into the world this is what I want. You've had some people contact you. You've narrowed it down. You've actually talked to some people on the phone. And now you're like, okay, I think I know, but money. Next. (laughs) But money. And so before you get to like contracts and locking them in and all that jazz, I really want to talk to you about negotiating rates. Because I think a lot of people just assume whatever's on their website or whatever the first number that comes out of their mouth is, has to be the number that you go with. And a lot of times they're just in the moment and they're just spitting out whatever comes to mind. And perhaps it's based on previous experience or what they've had to do with another client. But in our experience, you really have to educate them on what you're looking for and what your expectations are. And sometimes it's like cra- like you need crazy amounts more hands-on stuff. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're like, no, no, like I think I need way less than what you're saying. Can we talk about this? Mm-hmm. And if you can go into that conversation with an open mind – and have them have an open mind about it, and then go in and define almost like your own package of what you're looking for, Mm -hmm. a lot of times people will adjust their rate to you. Now, we do have quite a few contractors that work on an hourly basis, and that has worked quite well for us for certain tasks. But coming into this new kind of period of our business, it seems to be that a kind of reoccurring rate 
is a lot easier to digest just Mm -hmm. because we can predict what we're going to be spending and we can really see what's going to happen. But when Mm -hmm. we were first starting out, the monthly rate was good because we could say, okay, I really can only dedicate five hours or 10 Mm -hmm. hours or 15 hours and they would really talk to us about when they were getting close to that threshold and we could work with them and we could essentially cut it off, cut ties, even mm-hmm. if that meant losing a couple of days in the month somewhere. Right, right. So I think we just want to give you some empowerment to ask, not not the like garage sale, is that the best you can do, but hey, I'm willing to, you know, lock you in for this amount of hours per week or per per month or per project a year or whatever it ends up looking like if I can for sure like lock you in, make a contract for six months or whatever it may be, what what can we do there? What adjustment? Is there some wiggle room in the pricing? And I guarantee you that like a lot of these people with independent contractors, especially, and especially those that are like really starting their business and kind of figuring it all out, that reoccurring money is gold. So if there's any way you can offer that for what you're wanting to hire for, I bet you can save some money off the top. Oh, for sure. I've seen so many people be willing to adjust and be willing to, all of a sudden they're like, like way in left field. And now all of a sudden you're in the same room and you are like, Oh, okay. I can do this. And And I think not forgetting to let people know how else you can serve them. So this doesn't work for every business, but for ours, especially since we're B2B and we help small business owners grow up level, succeed, right? That means we have a lot of strategy and a lot of advice that we can give small business owners. Spoiler alert, the people who we hire are small business owners. So we call on the fact that we love and support our team members, that we provide them one-on-one access to us in a private Facebook community just for team members. So that it's like super small, less than 20 people. Voxers like pretty much day and night. So you can message us, you can have questions. Our team meetings every single month. We reserve 30 to 40 minutes just for our team members to ask us questions about their own business. So we're really providing also an opportunity to kind of mastermind with other really great creatives. And I think that's a big incentive for people who are wanting to grow and and wanting that community aspect. So if you can offer anything extra like that, don't be afraid to bring it up. It's it's almost like a mentorship opportunity, really. Yeah. Like you're, we've given back to our people in a way that I think a lot of other people don't either, they don't make the time or they don't have the time. And I'm sure it's not something we'll be able to do forever, or we may only be able to do it for a select group of our. um, Right. Well, and we don't do it for all of our own team members now. Like there are some that we hire that are just like, they do that task and and that's it. We don't talk to them outside of their you know scope of work at all. But most of our team members sure. um, are involved in that that Absol- smaller group. Absolutely. So so talk to me about contracts. Yeah. So I think a lot of y'all are a little scared. <laughs> a little scared babies. A little scared of making the move because. Bringing people on is liability for you. 
Yeah. I mean, all of a sudden you're supporting other people. You're like trying to make sure they get fed every month. Maybe you're not making sure they get fed, <laughs> but like you are making sure they are provided for appropriately. Yeah. And there's obviously legal legal consequences for that because you are trading money for services or money for products or whatever. And you got to make sure that everything is hunky dory. So a lot of the times these contractors, they're running their own business, especially when we're talking about independent contractors. If Mm -hmm. we're talking about employees, whole different ballgame. But most of the time I'm talking about independent contractors. And that's what the majority of you are probably looking at anyway. So that's what I'm going to focus on. So a lot of the times, because they run their own business, they are going to send you some sort of contract. But you have every right as a small Mm -hmm. business owner, even though you're the one forking over the dollar bills, to also send them your own contract. Yeah. Now, what this does is really establishes the boundaries, what they get access to, what they don't get access to, if there's any sort of privacy laws Mm -hmm. that you want to like really set in stone, like if you want a clear non-disclosure, like if they're getting access to client information, if they're helping you like help you run your business in the background and you also work with other customers, there's a lot of things that they might get access to and you don't want them sharing that information elsewhere. And so you want to protect that. And so I'm not a lawyer and I don't, I don't pretend to <laughs> Hashtag be I'm not a lawyer. Hashtag I'm not a lawyer, but a really good friend, Christina Scalera is. And we've been friends for quite a while. She actually has known us since pre-Abigail since and Since before Italy. us. Since before us, which is crazy to say. Can you imagine not saying Abigail and Emily like as one word, like <laughs> together? Anyway, so she has a shop. And- or Emigail, like Heather Crabtree came up with. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Emigail. So she has a shop that has a bunch of templates. Now, this is going to help you not only with contractors, but your own clients and customers, your terms and conditions, like any rhyme or reason why you would need a contract in place. She has templates out the wazoo Mm -hmm. and they are legit because guess what? She's actually a lawyer. She's a lawyer, guys. <laughs> um, so you can get access to all of those over at the strategyhour.com slash contract shop. And there's no spaces. And get in on that, Jazz. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure that you are protected the right way. There's a lot of like free templates you could look at and like you could kind of piece together, but at the end of the day, I would rather you know that it's like ironclad and legit. And she specifically makes these for creative entrepreneurs. Right. So they are like worded in a way that makes sense and is fit for your business and business type. So go check them out. We love her. Absolutely. So in the conversation of contracts, maybe let's give some other ideas on why the heck someone might want to put one in place. The NDA is obvious, um, you know, confidential client information, et cetera. But 
I think one of my favorite things to at least talk about and I think should be included in a contract is kind of that trial period that like, let's date for a second and then figure out what this looks like. And so that might include making sure that you're locked in at a certain rate for a certain amount of time, but with the ability to change that. And I I think this whole time we've been talking about like you guys hiring, but this could also work for a lot of people who you guys might be looking to be hired by some people. So really being clear on what the timing of your relationship is going to be and the price point. So everyone is on the same boat of like, this is going to be readdressed at some point and this is the date when we're going to talk about it. So no one's surprised if your rate increases or if the relationship ends, like the working relationship ends because it's in the contract and it's been talked about. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. 
After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Yeah, I think you really have to just be clear on all the things you want, all of the dates. You can include things like payment terms. You know, and again, those are sort of things that you might include if you were the one getting hired, but perhaps you want to have specific payment terms, like you need 60 days to pay an invoice. I I can't imagine why you would, but (laughs) if for some reason that's how you operate, maybe you work with a local accountant or something, you can change things like that in a contract. Mm -hmm. I mean... Basically, anything you want to lock in and, you know, you might have talked about it on the phone or you might have texted about it. You might have Facebooked about it. You might have put it in an email and they might have said, sure, let's do that. This is where you say, let's do that. And then they sign that they're going to do that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. And our favorite thing for you guys to use to sign online and upload your contracts and make all that stuff fancy is Dubsado. You guys have heard us talk about it before. It's a really, really easy way for you to keep that all in one place and to get payment and get signatures and send reminders if they haven't done it yet. So it's really handy to have that all in one spot. So technically, if you want to go try that out, you can too. We have, you can get a free trial and 50% off your first month over at thestrategyhour.com slash Dubsado. We just have all the goodies for you today. You know, it's just a little, a little free plug right there. Um, (laughs) So I don't know. This is so there's I'm a couple keep... questions we got about hiring yeah. subcontractors that maybe yeah. we can um, touch on. So we address sure. how does someone hire a subcontractor? Like you're either getting emails or contacted by people who they want to hire, they want to be hired, or you are posting up. So you could post up in a Facebook group, you can make a blog post about it, really just like listen to kind of the chatter about who does what you could ask your friends for recommendations for that actual task. So we kind of went over what the process looks like. I think this is a great question. How do you make sure that the subcontractor will not reach out to the client to work with them directly? Would this require a non-compete? So yes, I, I mean, yes and no. (laughs) So (laughs) yes, I think you need to include a non-compete if that's something you're really concerned about, if you're really Mm -hmm. wanting to make sure that they never work with your clients directly, especially like I can see this working as say you run like a design agency and you have a subcontractor that's a graphic designer and they work on a specific project. They really love this specific Mm -hmm. company And you don't want them to like skip working through you and contact the company and say, hey, let's hang out. I can do your shit. And you don't have to go through the agency and you can save some moolah. Like that would suck like a lot eh? and make make you look really bad. So to protect yourself, putting a non-compete in place is really great. I, I think to make it nice, and to make it not sleazy, you should put a timestamp on yeah. it. 
So maybe it's a year, maybe it's a couple of years, depending on kind of the, like how crazy this work is that you're doing with it, how much money is being exchanged, all of that, that may affect the terms of the non-compete. But I think having it into infinity is kind of a harsh reality, especially because you can't control what's happening. I mean, if you go out of business and then all of a sudden you tell this person they legally can't work with this other client and they have a non-compete that was forever, mm-hmm. like they're legally not allowed to work with them even though you're out of business. Right. And so that's just icky. Yeah. I so would- someone was wanting to go over the pros of hiring outside help, which I think we've obviously talked about. We really touched on in episode 22 of really knowing when you're ready and what it can sure. take off your plate. But I also want to address, I think for the overall kind of general of this episode, we've really been talking about long-term work. So locking into reoccurring packages, getting a lower rate because of that, bringing someone onto your team. But I also want to encourage you, if you guys are just going into a busy season, whether it be legit like seasonal work for your business, or maybe you're about to go on maternity leave or sick leave or a vacation or whatever. Um, I was actually just speaking with my brother about this. He's heading to the Navy after he graduates high school for nine months and he has his own small business, who's surprised. And so he was chatting with me yesterday about what to do during that nine month time that he was gonna be gone. And so we're talking about bringing an independent contractor on so his business can stay up and running, but being very clear with that person that you're just doing this for nine months, like we can readdress your role once I come back if you liked it and if I liked it, but be, also warned that when I come back, you may just be done forever and I just come back to take over everything. So know that you can bring someone on for a short period of time just to get you through something. And if you like having them on, maybe see how they can fit onto your team, but don't feel obligated to keep them. Yeah, I think a lot of times people, like they make it so personal, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, this is business and you're the boss and- You have to boss panties on. You got (laughs) your boss panties. Yes. Mm -hmm. What color are your boss panties? Mine are always black. Who's surprised? Who's surprised? Okay. So you have your black boss panties. We want to talk about the color of my panties right now. So you have those on and you are, you got to be direct and, you know, sometimes that's having some hard conversations because as women, I think we tend to get really close with these people and we yeah. tend to want to make them our friends, which is great. I am totally all for you being friends with your subcontractors. I love all of our subcontractors yes. and would consider them all friends. I would fly to their house and have pajama yeah. parties with them. I yeah. send them birthday presents. Like we are legit friends. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm their boss first, right? and that has to be the priority. And so you have to do the same thing in your business, and sometimes that means letting someone go Mm -hmm. or telling them, you know, like, we can only do this for a short amount of time, but I will definitely contact you in the future if it was awesome. Right. But if it wasn't awesome, don't tell them that. Don't lie to people. (laughs) I've, I've seen people, like, straight up, lie because they're uncomfortable having yeah. those crazy conversations. Um, I'll reach out to you next season and then you just don't. Don't do that. 
Yeah. So then the last piece is, okay, how to pay them or figure out their rate to pay them. So we kind of went over a little bit about negotiations and, and I'll touch on rate, how to figure out the rate first, and then we can let you know some systems on how to pay. But the rate is one of those things that y'all just kind of have to be real open about the first conversation. I want you as the person who wants to hire to come to the table with a budget and come to the table with like, I absolutely won't spend more than this kind of like thing, like in your own head. And then you as the person who wants to be hired needs, absolutely needs to come to the table with a rate that's predetermined. Please do not do yourself a disservice by saying, well, how much are you thinking that you could spend on this? Like you can ask that question to see where their budget is, but don't let that answer determine what you charge. Right. Absolutely. You So yeah. Get yourself ahead. paid. For That's sure. All I was gonna say. <laughs> sure, for sure. So I want you to really think about your value and also I mean, I'm flipping back and forth between getting hired and hiring, yeah. which is hard, but because both are super important. Cause obviously the person hiring wants the best deal, but the person right. getting hired wants the like most bang for their buck. So it's a, it's a balance. And I think you have to see, you have to see what's going to be the balance that's going to make both parties happy. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if you end up hiring someone and they reduce their rate like crazy drastically for you, they might end up resenting you yep. and hate yep. the job. Yep. And then that's just going to end up leading to crappy work. And so it may be worth paying them more to get a better product, Mm -hmm. even if it's the same person. So I think it really depends on what you're looking for and Mm -hmm. all of that jazz. If you are the one looking to hire, I honestly just suggest you reaching out to people who have hired for a position like that. And if they feel comfortable sharing their ballpark of what they spend on that type of person, kind of go from there because, you know, both of you need to come prepared, but the person who is getting hired needs to be the one that's the most like solid about what they absolutely need to be getting paid. It is not up to your job as the person who is hiring them to decide for them what you pay them. Like it's just not, it puts a lot of pressure on the person hiring to be the person who decides that. And it creates those weird relationships of like, they're really not making enough, but that's the rate you picked and on and on. So how we've personally handled that is we go into the conversation of, okay, so tell us again what you can do. Here's what we're looking for. What are your rates? Does that sound like something you can do or want to do? And what are your rates? And we literally ask them on the phone call because we need to know, we need to have that conversation. And so sometimes after that phone call, it's Abby and I discussing personally, okay, does that make sense? Can we afford that? If, you know, it's this big of a package, okay, how can we kind of bundle this up and maybe get like, we're spending more money, but we're getting like less, it's a less rate per hour kind of thing. So we might counter something, but you know, it's just one of those conversations you have to have so everyone's happy. And then you get to decide as the boss, are you having like quarterly reviews about their performance and their pay? Or are they coming to you and saying, hey, I've worked for you this long, my rates are now this much, 
you can pay more or I can go a different way. It, it, that kind of is up to both of y'all and it has worked both ways for us. Yeah, I think it really, really depends, which is... Yeah, which is like, sorry. <laughs> like, I know that's shitty to say, but I think part of it is like, how much are they working for you? If they're working, you know, 10 hours a month, you know, I think that's more of a role where they need to come to you because they're right. just, they're they're very part-time. But if someone's working 20, 30 hours a week, there needs to be discussions. There needs, you need to be more involved because they're practically part-time, even if they're still a subcontractor. And now granted, if you're hiring an employee, which I know we haven't talked about much, but the rate discussion is a very different one. You are allowed to set salary and you are allowed to decide what it is. And if they disagree, they can take it or leave it. They can take it or leave it. They can negotiate. That is uh-huh. very normal, but you are in charge of that decision. So roles kind of reverse on that. But I suggest all y'all start out with contractors. It's so yes. much easier for taxes, it's so yes. much easier for liability for your company. It's just easier. <laughs> yep. Now, so let's go over some systems. Yeah. So to actually pay them, if they are a subcontractor, they need to invoice you. Yeah. And they need to send you a bill on whatever schedule you set. I personally think once a month is pretty reasonable. And then I would try to pay them as immediately as possible because they deserve that. Don't don't sit on your bills. Like that's yeah. just rude. This is rude. Now don't be rude boss. If you pay them with a credit card, there are some benefits to that. A, you can get cash back. <laughs> but B Bonuses. B, you don't have to file a 1099, which could save you a bit of money depending on how many subcontractors you have. So if you end up hiring for a lot of like small jobs throughout Mm -hmm. the year, you don't necessarily have to keep track of those. Now, even if you pay with a credit card and this person ends up working for you every month throughout the year, I would probably still file a 1099 just to be safe. Keep in mind- not an accountant. Hashtag not an accountant. Please refer to an accountant for all this legal advice. We recommend Amy Northern. Absolutely. But that being said, there is some tax savings, slight tax savings, mm-hmm. to paying with a credit card. Now, granted, it's going to cost them, so they may prefer a check. So that's up to you all to figure out. Now, if you have an employee, our favorite payroll system is Gusto. Now, Gusto is a super easy system where you can have reoccurring payroll. um, You can have benefits. You can even have it set up to do like 401ks. And for us, we have a simple IRA, which is like a fancy schmancy thing I could go into on a different day when we have like the appropriate person here to help explain it. Um, Not us. But it's been really great to us. So if that's something you're looking at, definitely check out Gusto. If you want a $100, I think it's an Amazon card, and you 
sign up with Gusto, you can go to thestrategyhour.com slash Gusto and sign up that way. You can sign up for free for a while. I think we got like a free trial for like quite a while before we ended up having to pay, but it's very reasonable. One of the most reasonable payroll plans on the market. It does we researched the heck out of them before. So yes. It does it's cost to run, it does cost to run payroll, just so you know. Yeah. We have to pay every month to pay ourselves, but they pay our taxes for us. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Thank God. Yes, that is then the most tremendous thing in the world. Yeah, so they pay the federal taxes, social Uh security, state taxes. So, okay, my order two tax estimated taxes was like nothing compared to what I used to pay. Yeah, because we we changed tax structures. That's a long story. Anyway, Gusto is the bomb dot com for employees. But so, it's at gusto.com, not the bomb.com. Right. No, it's at the strategyhour.com slash gusto is where it's there at. There you go. There you go. Get, <laughs> okay. get you $100. Get your $100. Okay. All right. I think that was a lot of information. Yes, it was. Pa- packed into a small amount of space. So let's just wrap it up into five action steps if someone is looking to hire. Five? Okay. First, you need to go listen to episode 22 so you can figure out what hole you're going to fill and what type of role that person's going to play, an employee, an independent contractor, or an intern. Okay. Step number dose, you are going to either put your feelers out on the internets, inter- mm-hmm. the interwebs, yep. or you are going to... Go through your inbox of people who've already contacted you and start looking at what makes sense. Step three, once you narrow that down, hop on the phone with those peeps. Make a list of like three to five people for one role. Get on a 15 or 20 minute phone call with them. Test out their relationship and ask them, is this project something they want to do and how much are they going to charge? Step four, negotiate. Talk about their pricing, talk about their rates. Don't be afraid to talk about money. Money Mm -hmm. is an important part of this discussion. You need to make that a priority. Yep. Step five, once you picked your sparkly unicorn, view their contract, decide if you need your own contract. So check out the strategyhour.com slash contract shop and get yours up and running and delivered and signed and start having fun with your new team member, loving on them, getting some stuff done in your business and getting a little bit of your life back. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. 
Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.